0: Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. This episode features one of three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIWFM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for over 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make, but what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show is also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, of which I am the founder and director along with the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which premiere in New York City every October and then travel the USA and Canada, supporting local animal welfare groups. Go to dogfilmfestival.com and catfilmfestival.com to find out when we'll be where. When I found out there was a fascinating young woman, I say young because I'm at that age where all doctors and cops look young because I'm older, apparently, um, called Maggie Herskowitz. And she has rats. And I don't just mean rats. I mean rats that are her best buddies. Had to have her on on the show, Exotic Pets, but I also just have to talk to her and have the world understand that there are so many ways in which people have the so-called human-animal bond, and all of it is good, but Maggie, in addition, has made, I guess they're TikToks. I don't know. They are the funniest things I've ever seen in my life in which she acts like a faux influencer opening box from Chewy with things for her rats. It is so great it just puts to shame all those people selling eye makeup to unsuspecting viewers. In this case, it's promoting and celebrating litter for and food for rats, which just is a crack up. Maggie, on, on, in addition to being basically the world's probably greatest cheerleader for rat ownership as a pet, <laughs> you also got a degree from a veterinary college in Scotland. Uh, what, what's what's up with that? How did you do that? Because you did it remotely. I did. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about all those things. Uh, the first thing I'll say is it's actually YouTube videos. Um, I should be on TikTok, but the same way that you're at an age where you feel a certain amount of old, I feel so much older than the people on TikTok. Oh, and that's so funny to reach out
0: to that generation.
1: But uh, they would yeah, love you. Doing a
0: yeah. lot more people Thank would you. have rats as pets if you got on TikTok. <laughs> on t- TikTok, <laughs> and, TikTok, and they should be. And it's
1: funny that you said eye makeup because I'm planning on posting uh, tonight, December twenty second, uh, a video about uh, your guide to cruelty free makeup uh, for twenty twenty three Christmas uh, because they are tested on rats and uh, oh. other small pets. So I think. And people, you know, when you said we're opening it up to all animals, I don't think people realize how many cats and dogs are used in animal testing in America alone each year. We think of it as something that only guinea pigs and rats and rabbits are relegated to. But uh, even what more, you know, mainstream people would think of as traditional companion animals are also still being tested on even for cosmetics in America, and I, um, and I
0: just want to add, Maggie, that many of these tests are no longer required by law, but there's correct. a whole industry that makes a fortune on it, so they're mm-hmm. doing that to just line their own pockets. And certainly, yeah, we don't, yeah, we were, we all remember the bunnies and the mascara, but you're right, it yeah. goes on and on and on, even if it's yeah. just you know, under eye cream, which most rats don't need, right? <laughs>
1: I would assume not, um, but I'll, I'll be so excited to share that video, and I was about to go off on a whole tangent about that, but I realize I still haven't answered your first question. Right. The first is question is, how did I you made. get a degree from a how vet college? How did get a degree? Right. So, yes. So my degree is a Master of Science in International Animal Welfare Ethics and Law, and I got wow. it through the University of Edinburgh's Royal Dick Veterinary School. Um, or School of Veterinary Studies. Yes. Um, And what's super cool about it, it's considered one of the best veterinary colleges in the world. It is. And I started this degree uh, during COVID because I'm a theater writer and I was living in New York City and all theater shut down. And I've always loved animals. I had kind of been looking at this degree. And what's interesting is a lot of schools in that year of 2020 kind of took their programs online and tried to adapt to remote learning. But because this degree is specifically in international animal welfare ethics and law, this program has always been online. So it was super wonderful, super tailor-made to be taken from anywhere, wherever, at your own pace. Um, so when you were locked favorite, uh, in your house
0: with your with yes, your rats,
1: with my rats and my dog, uh,
0: and I want to leave him out. Uh, Rocky's sitting right here; he's a good boy. Um, but let's just but, interrupt for a minute. So, Ross, is what kind yeah, of dog? Uh, that's a wonderful question, um, Rocky. What kind?
1: He's he's small. He's white. He's furry. <laughs> I think he's some
0: kind of little terrier makes goblin
1: thing a goblin terrier
0: okay so we're gonna call him a a goblin terrier but he should want to kill the rats so how how do you interrupt that behavior
1: so when i went so when i first moved out to los angeles i had a different dog who was very very old when he passed away i needed a good like six months recovery you know morning before I could heal my heart and bring a new little friend yes Uh, and at the time I had a particularly calm and brave rat named Violet and when I went on visits to the foster parents of the dogs I was adopting I would send a text and an email saying hi um I have pet rats and with your kind permission I would like to bring one of my rats uh, to your house to make sure that this dog is going to be okay with them Uh, because for safety's sake, I'm obviously never going to let my dogs and rats interact directly because that would be irresponsible, but I'm also not going to put either a dog or the rats in a situation where I have a dog with a high prey drive, who's constantly barking at the cage, going crazy, wanting to get to them. And then the rats are in a constant state of terror. So I put Violet down in her little cage in front of Rocky and he kind of looked at her, kind of sniffed her and walked away and, uh, I I just had my two year rock bursary with him, and he has yet to show any interest in the rats one way or another. That's uh, great. He loves his Oxbow rat food. The only time he's around the rat cage is he will go sniffing under the cage to see if they've pushed any of their kibble out while burrowing, and he'll like eat a little, like one little piece of Oxbow kibble here and there. But otherwise, oh, so he, cute. he leaves
0: them alone. So we have to say that Oxbow which is one of the wonderful companies that's a sponsor of Exotic Pets, was one of the products that came out repeatedly, hilariously, from this box from <laughs> Chewy because they really do make amazing food for small they mammals, do. right? Yeah, and- yeah.
1: It's what I've been using for my rats for years. And they, they're paying you. They are not paying me. This is truly from the heart, endorsed by my rats, endorsed by my dog. I'm sure they can't say that it's for dogs and it's not for dogs, but uh, Rocky
0: disagrees. He thinks it's absolutely for dogs. It could make a good treat for a dog. You know, after each cut of the toenail, you could say have one rat pellet <laughs> yes. and it would be more exactly. much more delicious than, than pellets yeah. of dog food. Um, let's just wind that back a little bit. Um, yes about the idea of prey drive and animals who can cohabitate, but not letting them loose. And I think that's a really interesting idea because they can cohabitate comfortably. But if the rats were to be loose and exhibit, um, let's say, loose, free-roaming rat movement, that might excite a terrier or any other kind of a dog. Whereas if the rat is contained when they're having any interaction— The rat is stationary. And I wonder if that isn't part of how to keep animals safe together, is not have them free and loose together if their hard wiring would be to interact in a dangerous way.
1: Yeah, I think my dog is just so broken from so many years of domestication. And to be clear, he is not a particularly low energy or depressed, like nothing's actually wrong with him physically. He's very active. He loves going on walks. He loves to hop in people's laps and grab their arms and uh, make them pet him. Like he will bring your hand to his belly. But <laughs> my rats have free play on my desk. I built them a little upcycled desk village because I'm a writer. I work from home, so they're always out on my desk and playing.
0: And um, okay, I no wait, yesterday. you can't. You just can't say that in passing. You have an upcycled <laughs> desk village. a a rat desk village. Could you describe that for everybody? So they can understand that a a, a truly loving rat mom Uh does. Yeah. Yes. And I, I I don't know if you saw my little
1: short uh, Jurassic park that I posted on YouTube of their most recent (laughs) Jigbox box. That (laughs) was dinosaur theme. I didn't see. Um, But uh, so my, my, the upcycled part is if my family uh, uses single use plastic, like for example, a laundry detergent. We've recently switched to like these little sheets, but when we had laundry detergent bottles, I would empty those out, you know, make sure they're super, super clean, then cut off the bottom, cut a hole in the front and decorate it to look like a little witch's hut. Oh, and then gosh. that goes on my desk and the rats hop in, uh, and then there was like a, a bottle of soda or something. I cut a hole out and it looks like a uh which uh, wizard's towers? It's like a little fairy tale themed village that they run around in. Um, and they also get a dig box because rats are fossorial, not arboreal, which means that they like to dig and burrow. And um, some people have substrate in the bottom of their rats' cages. And I think that's amazing. And shout out to those people. Some rats are more prone to destructive chewing behaviors than others. All rats chew. They are rodents. Literally, the thing that defines rodents as a group is that their teeth will keep growing and they have to gnaw to keep things uh, healthy. And some people have found that they can put uh, a cement mixing tub full of dirt in the bottom of their rat's cage, and that's great. My rats would chew through it in a heartbeat. So they have the, you know, they have the Carefresh in the bottom of the cage. And then they have a dig box on my desk uh, for free play. And I will put live plants in there. They'll get to gnaw on those. I will bury seeds and nuts that they have to dig for, um, things like that so that they're very stimulated. They're they're considered to be one of the top 10 smartest species on the planet. They're an animal that has been scientifically proven to exhibit altruism Uh, in experiments. They've found that rats would rather rescue their friends than get a treat. And when controlled, even when it was releasing a rat who would not then be in the same room for them. So it wasn't even for, oh, I need an ally. Like, they genuinely feel uh, a need
0: to to help others. Like, it's, it's, it's very amazing. cute. Yeah, it's amazing. They're, they're I, I've also heard that they're extremely affectionate as pets.
1: Oh, my gosh. They are they are. So affectionate. They're the
0: sweetest things.
1: Oh, but wait, just to finish the one thing. uh, So they they do run around on my desk. Rocky can't access them. But occasionally, and this happened uh, just the other day, one one will find its way onto the floor and kind of run around for a little bit. And I have to go get them. And even when they're running around on the floor, uh, Rocky has no interest in them and doesn't go after them. Um, However, that's very unique. And my, my younger sister has a Pomsky who one time got into my room. The rats were in their cage. They have this huge, you know, metal uh, Midwest Critter Nation cage. This dog bent the metal bars of the cage trying to get Whoa. to the rat. So, yes, when, when she is over, the doors to my room are locked. The gate separating the upstairs from the downstairs is locked. So you're going to have some dogs where... Even if the rats are safely tucked away out of sight, they're going to smell them and want yes. to tear them apart. And then they will to have dogs where the rats can be free roaming on the floor, and they're like, "Oh, what's that?" Anyway, back to sleep. But that's that's few and far between. And I do think it's smart for safety's sake that if you have animals cohabitating in the same house, like you know, I could never have Moana is the the devil dog's name. She's very sweet, but I, I could never feel comfortable no. if Moana lived in the house with my rats. Like I. I prefer to still make sure Rocky and the rats are never going to interact directly. But I know that if there was some horrible accident where a rat is loose and Rocky's loose,
0: the chances are pretty good that everything's going to be okay. But we're not going to test that theory out. <laughs> and, and we also don't yeah. know if the violets in there would, would give Rocky a hard time if he should if he should show the least bit of uh, of yeah. hostility towards them. Who knows? The rats could mm-hmm. win. I'm thinking oh. of Templeton the world's oh, most yes. famous rat right in in mm-hmm. charles webb who is one of the great characters in literature i don't think children's literature needs to be segregated from adult literature and sure. he's so smart and so funny mm-hmm. and he's got like such an attitude but he loves yeah. to eat do you have to yeah. worry as a rat mom about overeating i don't so here's what's really funny.
1: I know everything keeps being on my YouTube channel, but it's I have so many videos of rats. And now that I know people want to see them, because I, I recently had just a video of me petting my rats for eight minutes because I was like, oh, my latest video essay, uh, it's on ethics. It's taking a long time to edit. I'll just like post this video. It got 1,200 views as opposed wow. to my usual 80.
0: So I'm like, OK, guess it's time to post a lot of rat videos. But um, you're saying I, that people wanted to watch you pet a rat for eight minutes. Correct. It was amazing. I was like, great. No complaints. I also want to watch that, so I, I understand it. <laughs> but I was I was
1: very pleasantly surprised. But uh, so you like, I have people. five rats right now, which is the most rats I've ever had. Um, and some of them are a little younger, and especially young female rats are very active. They're very curious. Um, and so I was working the other day, and I wanted to, you know, kind of socialize them or whatever. I had my feet up on the desk, and they were running – down my legs onto my lap and then back up. And so to kind of reward them for that, I was giving them treats and the rats were running down into my lap, taking a treat from me, running back up to the desk, hiding the treat in their little laundry bottle, which is hot. Then coming down for another treat. And so I just started <laughs> taking the treats out from where they were hiding them and giving them back to them <laughs> to create this never ending <laughs> feedback loop. Cause they're just so excited. They're like, ah, oh, yes, a treat time to go. Dash it away. Ah, yes. Every time to go stash it away. So I have personally found that I succeed in feeding my rats uh, what they would call ad libitum in the you know technical term, which is just as much food as they want, whenever they want, right. because they are pack animals. So they will just take all the food. And stow it away. And I think a very common trope in the rat ownership community is like all your rats looking at you like, mother, why have you never fed us in our lives? And you're looking at the cage and you're like, oh, my God, they're out of food. You give them a whole bunch more food. And then when you go to clean the cage, you find like the corner where they have (laughs) dug away. Oh, that's so great. And just
0: have a mountain of food stashed away there. You're like, you guys. That's so cute. I have yeah. to say, we're, just because we're running low on time and you're such a wonderful raconteur, <laughs> that you are such a great cheerleader for the idea that a rat is a wonderful pet. And obviously, not just engaging for you, but you are engaging for them. and And there's Aww. a feedback loop right there, right? You're making life yeah. interesting for them and all those enrichment words and everything. You're just doing it because it's... It's the right thing to do, but it's the fun thing to do. Maggie, you and your rats are incredible. Is it an actual YouTube channel that you should, right as we're running out of time, that you should say the the name of, the title of? Yes, please, please. It's Mad About
1: Animals Mags, M-A-G-S. And I'm posting things about animal ethics at large, animal testing,
0: factory farming, and then lots of cute videos of my rats as well. <laughs> okay, so I'm everyone. definitely going to be a follower, whatever it's called, in the modern world. This is so <laughs> wonderful. You'll have to come back, and we'll do a whole conversation about your degree in animal ethics and welfare. That's obviously central to who you are, but for today, yay for Maggie and the rats. Mad about animals mags. See her on YouTube and crack up, is all I can say thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. There were a few more special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, No Hide, and the hybrid dry food, Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaraner Maisie will eat. The show is also brought to you in part by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human-edible, ethically-sourced ingredients to gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and answer to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. My dogs love it every single day.